1: Alhamdulillah, Nahmad, who was a in who was a fiddle, when Uminubi, in Shululi and Fusina, when in Sayyat Fala Mudilla, or many Fala Hadiella, when I shed on La Ilaha illallahu Achdahula Sharikala, Muhammadan Abduhu والذين يقولون ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عَيُونٍ وَجْعَلْنَا للمتقين اماما اولئك يجزون الْغُرْفَةَ بما صبروا ويلقون فيها تحية وسلاما خالدين فيها حسنة مستقرا ومقاما مقاما. صدق الله
0: العظيم <coughs> Ayat that i just recited uh, these ayat are from Surah Al-Furqan where uh, Allah Azawajal is uh, mentioning us the dua of the believers that they make, And uh, the very same dua, probably many of us either make this dua directly as is or in the similar wordings uh, all the time for our children and for our spouses or the wives. Where Allah Azza wa is saying, and those who say, "O oh Lord, grant us from among our wives and offsprings comfort to our eyes, and make us an example for the righteous." And uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala continues on about the very same concept in the
1: uh, in the following ayat. Where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Ulaika bima wa fiha wa salama." Those will be rewarded the chamber for what they patiently endured, and they will be received therein with the greetings and words of peace. <laughs> Abiding eternity
0: therein, good is a settlement and residence. So, uh, the reason I picked up these ayats is because of the dua which is mentioned here, and uh, we know the school year has just started, and uh, many of our children have uh, started New Year in school, whether it is in elementary school, or middle school, or high school, or colleges. And uh, new, every new school year comes up with new challenges for the parents and for the children as well. And uh, when we think about that, we take all our, try all our efforts to make sure that our children are protected from all sorts of evils. And uh, besides that, we continue to make dua for our children, our wives, our spouses as well. The tafsir of this ayah discusses as Ibn Kathir mentions one of the hadith reported by Imam Ahmad. That uh, one time Jubair bin Nufair said, we sat with Al miqdad bin Al Aswad, one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah. And a man passed by and said, How blessed are those two eyes which saw Rasulullah. Would that we have seen what you saw and witnessed what you witnessed? Al Mikdad got angry at that. And this is, the, the, this is the, the tafsir of the very same ayat that I recited from Surah Al Furqan, where we. Uh, the believers make dua for their children and their wives. So Miqdad got angry at the response of that person. And uh, Jubair said, I was surprised because we men had not said any that the man has said nothing bad. He said something good actually, because he was hoping to see Rasulullah ﷺ to be in that time. So why the Sahabi of Rasulullah al- got angry? So then he turned to him and said, Miqdad, What makes a man wish to be present when Allah had caused him to be absent? And he does not know how he would have behaved if he had been there by Allah. There are people who saw Rasulullah and Allah will throw them on their faces in the hell because they did not accept Him or believe in Him. Are you not grateful that Allah brought you forth from your mother's wombs, believing in your Lord and what your Prophet brought? And the test went to others, not to you. Allah sent His Messenger during the most difficult time that any Prophet was ever sent. After a long period of ignorance, when the people could see no other better religion than worshipping idols. And He brought the criterion which distinguishes truth from the falsehood and which would separate a father from his son. A man would realize that his father... Son or brother was a disbeliever. And since Allah had opened his heart to faith, he knew that if his relative died, he would go to, the, uh, he would go to hell. So he could not rest knowing that his loved one was in the fire. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to in this ayah, where Allah Azza wa Jal referred to as That to make our wives, our children, as the one which comfort our eyes, and uh, Ibn Abbas radiyallahu uh, anhu mentions that the remaining of the ayah where he says, lil لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That make them, make us the leaders of the muttaqeen, the one who are the righteous in this dua. That says leaders who would be taken as examples in good. Others said guides who would be, call others to goodness. They wanted their worship to be connected to the worship of their children and offsprings and their guidance to go beyond themselves and benefit others. Like the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ talks about that إِذَا مَاتَ الْإِنسَانُ قَطَعُ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ جَارِيَّةٍ أَوْ عِلْمُ That says that when a, when a man dies, when a human being dies, the son of Adam dies, all his deeds are closed except the three. And those three include the dua of the righteous uh, righteous child. And besides that, it talks about the other two things also. A person who done the Sadaqah Jariyah, that will continue to give him the hasanat. The and if he has provided the Ilm or the knowledge that others benefit from, he will continue to get the ajr from it. So now, when this school year has started, all of us do make dua for our children. Not only uh, the, when the school year starts, of course, we make du'a all the time. But this is the time we remember more because we see that the more tests are coming on the uh, on, uh, on our children and ourselves. So our du'a increases. But we also have to remember, will Allah Azza wa Jalla accept our du'a or not? As one of the hadith actually tells us, some of the rules we should always remember. That our dua will be accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal. As the hadith says, "Inna Allah lahu ta'yyib, la yuk la yaqbalu illa ta'yyib Ta'ybah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is good and He only accepts which is good. He does not accept which is not good. Waindullah Amrul Ma minim bi ma amarabihil musaleh fakala ta' ala ya aaiha rusul. يَا أَيُّ رُسُلُوا كُلُوا مِن طَيِّبَاتُ وَأَمَلُوا صَالِحًا وَقَالَ تَعَلَى يَا أَيُّهُوا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُلُوا مِنَ الطَيِّبَاتُ مَا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is saying in two different ayat to to, to to the believers that eat from the طَيِّبَات, from, from the good that Allah has given you, provided you. And the hadith continues on and say ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ الرَّجُلُ يُطِيلُ صَفَرُ That says that a man who... Oh, has, has done the long travelling. Asaba akbara yamudu yadehi ila His hair is has dust in him, and he raises his hand towards the towards the heavens. Ya Rabbi Ya Rabbi. Oh my Ya Rabbi Ya Rabbi. Oh my oh my oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Wa haram. وَمَشْرِبُهُ حَرَامُ And what he eats is haram. What he drinks is haram. وَمَا لِبَسَهُ حَرَامُ What he calls himself is haram. bil بِالْحَرَامُ And he nourishes himself with haram. فَأَنَّا يَسْتِجَابُ لَهُ How can Allah Azza wa respond to that kind of a person who is doing all the things to make angry Allah Azza wa Yes, we want our kids, our wives, to be protected, to be the comfort of our eyes. And we make du'a for that from Allah Azza wa Jal. But are we fulfilling? Are we really fulfilling all the prerequisites for the du'a to be completed by Allah Azza wa Jal? This is a question that we have to think. And it's not limited to brothers and sisters that what I eat and what I drink and what I clothe myself with. It's all the things that we do in our life are we doing to please Allah Azza wa Jal? People make mistakes, that's one thing. This is why we go back to Allah عز wa and ask for forgiveness. But this is not the point. The point is, are we doing the things with the taqwa of Allah عز wa fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and making sure my individual life and my societal life is according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one that makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy, that gains the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we have to think about it. If we want our dua to be accepted, because the other hadith of Allah sallallahu alaihi wa also talks about on a communal manner, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not respond to our dua again. Well, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu wa says, The hadith says, Rasulullah sallallahu wa says, By the one whose hand is my life, is. If you don't do the, you do that but the, the uh, do that enjoying, enjoying the good and forbid the evil. Or Allah. Either you do that, or Allah will descend the iqab, the punishment for you. ثم تدعونه فلا يستجاب لكم. And then you will make, raise your hands for the dua, and Allah will not accept the dua. So there are prerequisites that have to be fulfilled. Whether we are talking about on the individual level, whether we are talking about on the societal level, the obligations Allah has placed on us, they have to be fulfilled. So we want to make the du'a for our children to be protected, to be safe when they are going back to school. Let's also make sure that we are fulfilling what Allah wants from us. So Allah will respond to our dua in the difficult times that we are living in. But don't forget the hadith of Rasulullah, the other hadith I mentioned about the miqbal that talks about that. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us to be in this time, it means there is something good for us. Not to blame the time why we were born in the difficult times. We did not come to this world by our own will. We know that. It is Allah who controls that who will born at what time. And who will leave the dunya at what time. So both this phenomenon of coming into the world and leaving the world is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah has brought us in this dunya at this time where all the difficult things that we see are happening, then it means that we are capable of facing all those things. And not only facing, but changing all those things as well. So now going back to the subject I started with, when this new, Year's, uh, school, new, Year's, school, new school year starts, we know that it impacts the lives of the children. There are many things that impact them. But before I even go into that, I want to just break down, and I have done that before also, just want to break down very quickly in, a, in less than a minute about the time the kids spend in different activities. Every week, if you break it down a week, a week has 168 hours. Out of 168 hours, they spend about 10 hours a day for school. And they spend about 8 hours a day to sleep. And this is what I'm talking about, rough estimates. They spend probably 2 hours a day for uh, doing the homework. And uh, they spend probably a couple of hours in front of TV. Or they play games or sports or, or video games, whatsoever they do. And on top of it, because of all this COVID-19 phenomena is happening, we find that our kids are more and more linked to the internet than the human interaction. So we have no clue what's coming through the internet to our reaching the the kids uh, to our kids. As I was just, somebody forwarded to me, now the, the, the song of Cardi B, what is it called, web or something, which is uh, 93 million streams have happened, which is not talking about except profanity, nudity, sexuality, and all those things. And 93 million people in the United States stream that song. That shows where the society is leading this, our, our youth to. And this is not just one example of song. You will find many, many like that. A song like that becomes the number one hit in the world. Most of those billboards that are out there, whether it's European or African or or United States or whatsoever, that's the reality of the society, societal impact that we will be seeing on our kids, whether it's through the internet, whether through our school system as well. And we know there are some of the numbers that are astounding. You get surprised by those numbers, and I'll I'll go through that. But about the time thing the time that I talked about, that actually takes away most of the time of the kids that leaves us with about 20 hours and that 20 hours needs to be used for what? To take shower, to eat, and to, or probably they go to Saturday school. Or they might pray. So how can we assume that this, these few hours a week, if we are really uh, lucky, can have an impact on our children unless we are really taking the measures to make sure that they have the right perspective of looking at the things. They have the right perspective of learning when they go to school. When they're learning evolution, they know this is kufur. When they're learning about, when you go to the gym, and you take all your clothes off in front of each other, this is haram, they learn, they know these things. If not, then they will be doing the very same thing. They will be also downloading web from the, from the internet, and listening to Cardi B, or Lady Gaga, or blah, 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 blah whatever these things are. So we have to have perspective on the individualistic level, but there is a societal impact happening. All the things I'm talking about, in reality, they are coming from the society, they're coming from a system. When we talk about the racism last couple of weeks that was systemic, so is this systemic. When we see the numbers like mass shootings happen in the schools, which is once a week on a on a yearly basis you can go back and look at the numbers when you look at the use of alcohol and drugs when 68% of the 12th graders uh, have tried alcohol 68% which is 2 thirds and they say that 37% have used in last month or so 23% tenth graders they drink last month. One-fourth of them. And this is the drinking. Marijuana, same thing. And then we see about the issue of mental health. The way the kids have been bullied, whether in person, whether online. One-fifth one, one of the girls who go to college, they, have been, they, they get sexually assaulted. Brother, these are not random numbers. These are not outliers. This is called systemic. This is what a system breeds. Yes, we have to make sure our children are on the right track. But we cannot just continue to talk about individualistic effort while the system is generating garbage. So this corrupt cor- system also has to be directed. We are the one Allah Azza wa have created us, appointed us. We are the one Allah chose to be Muslim-born in the Muslim families. So let's not just think about if I was in the time of Rasulullah I would have done this or that. Allah chose us to be born in this time. That's what the dua was talking about. That's what Miqdad was talking about when he heard a person was talking about that. But what beautiful dua, those eyes are who saw Rasulullah and Miqdad, he got angry. Because he was wishing to be in that time. He told them, if you were in that time, you would have seen probably your father, your son, your mother, they would have been going to hellfire because they did not accept the deen. So Allah chose us to be in this time. So let's make sure that we make best out of it. Now, having described all this, what should we do? This is always a question. What do I do? I have children, what do I do with them? Just put them in the school, they come out to be secular, at the end of the day, I just was teaching Saturday school and I asked the kids something about it. So what does it mean by to be good? What does it mean by to, to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if I answer you, maybe we will not understand what it means. They, most of the kids' answer was that the, the, to be good means that I have wudu, I sully, I, I, uh, I, 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 I pray, I go, I fast, and I do the hajwa, give charity. Is that all the good is? If that's all the goodness is, then how are we different? Yes, we probably pray differently, probably we fast differently than others, probably we have a, a, a different way of charity, but how is it different than other religions then? There is a difference. Islam is not just that. This is a uh, this is a secularist way of looking at the, the, way, the, the, at, at the religions. And unfortunately, because it's been a long time for us to see Islam as a whole in practice, we tend to start thinking the same way. We tend to start teaching our kids the same way. And kids answer the question the same way. That being good means you pray, you fast, and you, uh, you give charity. What about the rest of the Islam? What about my all the daily transactions that I undertake? Whether it's between father and son, husband and wife, of, uh, 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 among the children, or among the neighbors, or rest of the world. What about all those transactions? What about economic transactions? What, my so, what about social transactions? All those things have to be according to Islam. And that's the only thing that can secure. Now, when we are raising our kids, we have to make sure that they understand, number one thing, in the deen عند in Islam, in front of Allah Azza wa the only deen is Islam and nothing else. And uh, uh, whosoever desires other religion than Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept it and those people will be from the khasareen from the losers. This mentality, first of all, have to be have to be there. And that can only be there if we have nourished the aqidah, inculcated the aqidah in the minds of our of ourselves and our children. So they can see through that even when they go and learn some of the garbage like evolution or to, to take off your clothes in the gym in front of each other or go do swimming with each other in a, in a haram manner or go listen to Cardi B and listen to rap. 93 million of those uh, uh, streams were done within last week or so. So they can see through that. They understand that these are the things I have to avoid and what do I have to do then? Then I have to also know that Allah has given me an obligation. Not only I can see through what's wrong is happening, but I can also see through that how I can fix it. Because I have this uh, pride that I am a Muslim. I have this pride that this is the only deen acceptable in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. Let's not fool ourselves and our children by saying, no, 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 everything is acceptable in front of Allah Azza wa No. Allah is saying, "Inna din in front of Allah جل, the only deen is Islam. And on top of it, if Allah has chosen us to be the time that seemed very difficult for us to carry Islam, then they remember the hadith of Rasulullah that says, Badal Islam ghariba." Islam started strange. It was strange for the people to see what Islam was offering. And then it will return back to be thought of as something strange, something weird. What are you talking about when you talk about Islam? فَتُوبَ And there's a glad tiding for those ghuraba. Why are the ghuraba? Because they stuck with Islam. They did not let it go. They did not let it go. And not letting it go means they continue to do what Allah Azza asked from them. And the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ, we should not forget. Rasulullah ﷺ said, يَاتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ As a man, أَصَابِرُ فِيهِمْ عَلَى ala الْقَابِطِ عَلَى جَمْرِ The hadith says, there shall come upon a time for the people in which one who is patient, is sticking with the, the, the deen of Allah Azza wa جل, will be like the one who is holding a burning ember. That will be like, like it, to follow Islam. And if we feel in that situation, don't be depressed. Be the ghuraba. Be the strangers. Be proud to be strangers. Because Allah has mentioned to us, lil لِلْغُرَبَةِ There is a glad tiding for those ghuraba. May Allah taala make us from those ghuraba who will bring the deen of Allah s.a.w. back in practice. And we make du'a. Again, for all the youth who are going back to school, all the people going back to work, even Rabban Amin Azuajina, Wazuriatina, Kurwata Ayunan Majalna Lil Imama, and those who say our Lord, Lord, grant us from among our wives and offspring comfort to our eyes and make us an example for 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 the righteous. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events.